You're tuned to More Living with Jim Brogan, broadcasted live from the Brogan Financial Studios at News Talk 98.7, where old-fashioned values, expert knowledge, and genuine understanding come together to give you the retirement straight talk you deserve. Jim's a former National Advisor of the Year recipient and a financial educator, and he's here today to talk about how you can live out the best years of your life. Jim and the Brogan Financial Team have been helping retirees and pre-retirees across the Southeast for almost 20 years in their pursuit of financial independence. You can reach them during the week at 865-862-6800. So sit back, relax, and get ready to learn, folks, because more living with Jim Brogan starts now. Hey, good morning, East Tennessee, and uh, welcome to More Living with Jim Brogan, uh, where it's all about living the best years of your life your way. I'm Kevin Craigenbrink, and I am filling in for Jim today. He's on a little bit of a, a vacation with his family, and uh, you're listening this morning to News Talk 98.7 WOKI, and uh, I'm excited to be on the air with you this morning, uh, and, and I tell you, one of my favorite times of year is spring. I love it. Uh, this past week has been, uh, I would call it, almost glorious. Uh, I was able to get outside and, and walk and, and be out in the park. Uh, Just about every day this past week, the weather was beautiful. The birds are chirping. Uh, We're starting to see some some blossoms, Uh, you know, so I'm really, really enjoying what's going on right now. Uh, And I'll tell you, one of the surefire ways to know that spring has arrived here in East Tennessee is when the dogwoods begin to bloom. And I know we're probably only days or weeks uh, away from those blooms. Uh, then you can drive down the neighborhood streets and you can see the, the pink arrows, uh, see the beauty of the dogwoods on display. Uh, it, it's, uh, some days it's almost magical to see that. Uh, and, and so I, I'm excited about what's coming in, in just a few weeks here and, and the warmer weather and the beautiful uh, days ahead of us. But along with that, there's also, uh, you know, some things that help us understand what's happening with the, with the, the plants and the, and the blooms and all of the things around us. And there are some people in Knoxville that make it their business uh, to help us not just uh, uh, understand those things, but fully enjoy them and, and, and all of that. And it's, it's, it's our, our good friends from the Dogwood Arts uh, Festival and, uh, and, and the Dogwood Arts um, Organization. So that's a nonprofit here in Knoxville that works to promote and celebrate the art, culture, and natural beauty of our region. And today on the show, we're joined by Sherry Jenkins, who's executive director, and Vicki Baumgartner, who's the program manager for Dogwood Arts. And so welcome to the show this morning, Sherry and Vicki. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning, Thanks Kevin. for having us. Yeah, speaking of those, uh, I'm going to go on and call it the glorious pink lines. I started... The city started refreshing those just last week, so we are we are ready to bring on spring. I love it. I can't wait. It's going to be exciting. And, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a transplant to Knoxville. I've been here quite a while now. I came in 2005, and, uh, and I will tell you, one of the first things that I remember seeing in Knoxville in the springtime was, was the dogwoods. And, and uh, you know, where I came from in California, that was not something that we saw. And, <laughs> and so I just thought, what a, what a beautiful uh flower flowering tree and it's just a gorgeous thing to drive around knoxville and see all the dog woods in bloom and and so you know as i get to thinking about that and one of the questions i've always asked because you see all the little arrows on the road and and all of those sorts of things and and I've, I've heard about the dogwood arts and the dogwood arts festival and all of those sorts of things but i think it'd be cool for our listeners if you could give us just a little bit of a history of the whole dogwood arts thing 
Sure. Um, actually, the Dogwood Arts Trails date back to 1955, and they began as a beautification project in response to a, a New England travel writer who came through town and said that Knoxville was the ugliest town he'd ever seen in America. And several women, we're going to give women a lot of credit for this, who were in the Knoxville Garden Club, um, decided pretty quickly that he hadn't seen Dogwood. He hadn't seen Knoxville in the spring when the native dogwoods were blooming. So they were just going to show him and clearly the rest of the world how absolutely beautiful Knoxville is in the springtime. And so they banded together and started getting people in their neighborhoods to plant dogwood trees in their front lawn so they would be visible from the street. And uh, in those early days, those women painted arrows on wooden signs and nailed them to the trees to direct the route through the neighborhoods. And a few years later, the city came along and said, we think we can help with that. Uh, let's, put those, let's put those lines on the street and those arrows on the street and direct people through. So uh, the first trail was in 1955 in Sequoia Hills. And then the next year, um, another trail came. And the next year, two more trails came. And so today we have over 80 miles of trails. They're located in every quadrant of the city and uh, was such a, a huge celebration with people coming to visit that by 1961, we created or they created along with, uh, with City of Knoxville and uh, Junior League uh, Festival, which uh, continues to this day. So deep roots back to 55 and 61 and we're still going strong. That's awesome. I mean, that's what a great tradition. And uh, and, and, and so much beauty wrapped around it. It prompts me to ask this question, though, and it's something that I've never really thought through very carefully before. So I know about where the trails are with the arrows on the roads and those sorts of things. But so is it is it best to drive the trails or are there trails that are better to walk? Uh, I mean, is there is there a variety of different kinds of places to do this? And if there are, how do I find a map of all the trails, you know, so I can see it all? So all of the trails that are listed on our website, which is dogwoodarts.com, and you just go to the Trails and Gardens section and you can find all of that information, all of those trails, the 12 that we talk about, are um, auto trails. So they're marked for driving. Sequoia Hills is one in particular that's great to walk because there is a boulevard with a walking path. And in some of the neighborhoods where there are wider streets, you can easily walk, but you are walking on the street in those trails. Uh, Fox Den comes to mind at the Farragut Trail, Dean Hill. Those are nice wide streets. Some of them are a little more crowded uh, uh, or the streets are a little smaller, so it's a little more difficult to walk. But then in that guide online, we also have a list of walking trails throughout the community, uh, greenways that are good places to walk. And we always try to work with other organizations to get dogwoods planted in those areas as well. But for the bulk of seeing the maximum number of trees, you're going to want to be on those 12 trails. Cool. All right, good. And, and, and there's, a, there's a listing of all of those and, and, and maps for those things on your website. That is correct. That's perfect. That's awesome. Well, I, I'm going to mark it down for me to go take a look at the website, and me and my family hopefully get to go on some of these walks, and I hope some of our other listeners will be able to do the same thing. Um, so a, a couple other questions that come to mind, though, just thinking about walking the trails and seeing the dogwood things. And as part of that is, you know, a lot of the things guys have done over the years 
have been, you know, sort of in-person, you know, events uh, out at the parks or on the trails and those sorts of things. But some of the things you're doing right now because of the, the COVID-19 thing and all of that, there are some things that are going on virtually. And, and one of those, as I understand it, is there's a virtual house and garden show. Is that right? That's right, Kevin. I'll, I can address that. This is actually the last weekend of our very first virtual house and garden show. That show is um, more than 45 years old, so it was important for us to really um, um, make sure we gave Knoxville that show, um, even if we couldn't do it in person this year. So that show is still open until Sunday um, this weekend, so you can get on there and find show specials um, and find some of your your well-loved exhibitors, local businesses that are um, that support the organization every year by um, joining us for that house and garden show that is typically our biggest annual fundraiser. So that's an important event for us, and we appreciate everybody who um, who's clicked on the show this year and came to visit our exhibitors who are supporting us. And where do I find the, the link for or, or, or the connection to that virtual house and garden show? So everything is right there at dogwoodarts.com. You can um, usually when we have a we have a little some links at the very top of the page that rotate as we go through our different events and programs. So usually we'll put our um, current or most most current events um, at the very top of the page for easy access. But dogwoodarts.com is the place for all dogwood arts related information. Very cool. All right, good. Well, that's that's a good good point for us to uh, to stop for just a minute. Uh, we're going to take a little bit of a break, and uh, and we're going to go to a commercial for just a little bit. Uh, you are listening to uh, More Living with Jim Brogan on News Talk 98.7 WOKI, and we'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Welcome back to News Talk 98.7's Brogan Financial Studios, where Jim Brogan is coming to you live with important news and advice to help you achieve your dream retirement. Get ready to learn and live. Here's your host, Jim Brogan. Hey, welcome back to More Living right here on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. I'm Kevin Craigenbrink, your host for today, filling in for Jim Brogan. And I am on the air with Sherry Jenkins and Vicki Baumgartner from the Dogwood Arts Organization. And uh, we're having a great conversation about uh, springtime in East Tennessee and, and dogwoods and, and flowers and all of those sorts of things. And um, you know, I, I was just thinking about, uh, we were talking about virtual events and things like that. And I know a lot of your events uh, this year are going to be virtual uh, and uh, we were talking about the house and garden show, but tell me a little bit more about uh, the virtual chalk walk and, and what's going to happen with that. Sure, Kevin, I'll talk about that. So, so we we're actually kind of doing a hybrid calendar this year. We last year was basically all virtual. This year, I think we're we're thrilled that we're going to be able to do some virtual and some in person events. And so, chalk walk. It's one of those. It's one of those uh, programs of ours that Knoxville loves, and you know our community comes out in droves for this event every year. It's usually packed on Market Square for Chalk Walk, um, all the way down Market Street, and we're not going to be able to do that this year. 
But what we are going to do is bring Chalk Walk to you. So last year we, we did a virtual Chalk Walk, and we had great participation. People got out on their own driveways and sidewalks. They chalked with their family and their neighbors. And um, that's something that we thought, you know, what a great thing. What a great experience. It was a great community-wide event. And so we're kind of maximizing that impact of that event this year. We're going to have um, – we have applications are open right now. This year, an, an, instead of having it usually restricted to 150 or so um, artist um, opportunities, you can you can sign up up to the first 500 artists who sign up will get free chalk, and um, the sign up is free. The chalk is free for the first 500, um, and then we are going to bring that chalk out into the community. So we're going to have three d- different community pickup chalk pickup days. Um, we're going to have some commissioned artists doing some really cool chalk drawings around town just to get excitement going for the event. And um, I think I think we're going to have a great, huge participation with cash giveaways this year, which everybody, of course, loves. I, I, I'm with you on that. I love the cash giveaway idea. Uh, unfortunately, my art skills are probably not up to the challenge, but... <laughs> having, having said that, uh, you know, it's interesting. So, so as you do that, does that, do, do you then send out a team to take photos of the chalk art or do individuals send in their own photos? How does that work? So all of that information for sure is on dogwoodarts.com, but that's what we're challenging everyone to do is to do their own drawings. We are going to have some photographers out in the neighborhoods, but of course, we're not going to be able to capture everyone's artwork. And the great thing is, is we're going to extend this this contest. It's going to be over a couple of weeks. So that way, if you can't do it one weekend, you could do it the next weekend. Or you might have others, or, you know, we might have some weather intervening in our ability to be outside chalking. So we, we have an extended timeline for the contest. And the great thing is, is to, to when you once you apply, you just submit your photos. Um and even if you don't apply in the first 500 applications, you can still join the contest. We just only have that much of the pastel chalk to give out. Um, but the great thing is anybody can apply. Anybody can join the contest. Um, you take a photo. We'll have some tips and tricks for you to how to photograph your chalk drawings well. And when you submit your work, that will be automatically entered into the contest. I love it. That sounds great. And the cash cash prizes are for all different age groups, too. So we're really encouraging K through 12 students to to participate, families to participate, um, you know, adults of all ages. um, Get out there and sign up for Chalk Walk. You're invited. I love it. I love it. And And I love the chalk art thing, too. And so I can't wait to see how those things appear in the virtual uh, online uh, presence and all that sort of stuff. That's going to be great to see. I- I'm excited to- for that. So I, I want to take a little bit of a different approach for a minute, though, if you don't mind, because uh, I-, I do want to talk about the rest of your events, definitely. And I know uh, the Dogwood Arts Festival comes up at the end of April, uh, and we'll get back to that before we're done this morning. But before we go there, uh, I-, I think between now and then, there's going to be a lot of things happening with with flowers and gardens and blooms and all kinds of stuff all around Knoxville and 
and I want to talk a little bit about that because there's a lot of people listening, and I, I'm listening too, sort of, uh, and wanting to ask the question, you know, what what are the things that are going to be blooming first, and what can I be looking for, and, and also then, you know, what about if I want to plant my garden? I mean, I'm, I've got a little spot of garden out in front of my house that, that I would love to have some really beautiful spring blooms in there, and, and, and so I just want to ask the question, you know, what should I be looking for, and what should I be planting right now if I want to make my garden really beautiful and get some of your thoughts on those sorts of things. Okay. Um, one of my favorite topics is all things blooming, of course. Um, so we're going to start right now with the tulip trees that are in bloom. You're seeing those around town in uh, shades of pink and white, very much like the dogwoods. There are a couple different colors on those, but they're the first to bloom and have started blooming, um, I saw just this week. And then some of the ornamental cherry trees have started to, to burst into bloom, and those are always a really welcome sign as well. You're going to see the forsythia starting to bloom, which is just a flowering shrub. Uh, we see lots of bright yellow in that. The daffodils are blooming now. The tulips will follow the daffodils. Um, and then, of course, the, um, the star of the show, the dogwoods, which are usually around, usually around mid-April. It depends entirely on the weather. So with the warmer days that we have sort of brings those blooms to fruition sooner. So, um, and the trees are absolutely loaded with buds this year. I mean, for a garden enthusiast, that's very exciting. Okay. Y'all, this is my life. I'm just telling you, that's what excites me. But there are so many buds on the trees, and I think it's going to be a gorgeous spring unless we have one of those unfortunate cold snaps, which, which can get the blooms. But people always ask me, you know, is the cold, it's going to be 32 degrees tonight. Is that going to kill the dogwoods? If the bloom's not open, it doesn't typically hurt them, so it doesn't hurt the bud. If they're, if the bracts are open and you've got full-on color and we have some freezing weather, that's when that's when we get some browning. But um, let's just keep our fingers crossed for some nice warm weather because we sure are loaded with buds this year. Some of the other that's, things you'll see exciting. blooming in the month of April um, along the trails are azaleas and rhododendrons, which are really beautiful and just sort of add to the show. So a lot of people will do the azaleas, uh, which bloom at the same time as the dogwoods, and just sort of help to, to round out the appearance from the street. And, and they're, I love azaleas and the rhododendrons. They're really beautiful. But, you know, you mentioned something that I, I wanted to sort of jump in on and, and get a little more information about, and that's the daffodils. Uh, I mean, I'd love to see them uh, popping up. And I think there's a, a good story about it. And, Jill, can you tell us the story, or Vicki, rather, can you tell us the story about the, the, the daffodils along the Pellissippi Parkway? And, and, I mean, that just because it's so beautiful as those begin to blossom. It is absolutely incredible out there, and I have to give a shout-out to the Public Works Department at the town of Farragut for the gorgeous work that they do along the roadways out there. If you um, exit at Campbell Station, those beds there are so pretty, and they are loaded with daffodils right now. The uh, The other place that you're talking about along Pellissippi Parkway is... Um, there was a fabulous gardener. Her name was Maria Compere, and she was sort of nicknamed the force of nature and she spearheaded a planting project where over 1.7 million daffodils 
were donated to be planted in that area and had volunteers that would just come out in droves to be part of it. And um, Maria is not with us anymore, but she certainly left a beautiful mark on the community with her her dedication to, to planting. And I think she did that just to, you know, just to spread joy, just to share the beauty with the community. And again, uh, it all kind of goes back to that beautification and, and the neighborhood pride that we take in, in this beautiful place we live and being able to showcase that to to our residents and to visitors who come through as well or who might come just to share our spring beauty. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I just love driving up and down the Pellissippi uh, this time of year, and in just about any place where you can see those daffodils in bloom, uh, pretty close to my house, we've got someone who has planted uh, a, a huge section of their yard with the daffodils, and they come up, and it's just they're just so beautiful uh, as a part of the overall you know sp- uh, spring experience here in uh, in Knoxville, and it's just absolutely gorgeous to see. I love that story about uh, the the ones along the Pellissippi Parkway. That's that's so. I was even reading a little bit more about that, about how TDOT has even sort of uh, participated in that by agreeing not to mow them at certain times of year to make sure we don't lose the blooms. Isn't that great? Yeah. It it just shows how how much uh, impact one person can have in in starting a a project that they believe in and and then how that spreads through the community and brings so many smiles. You think that the daffodil is such a sign that, oh my gosh, spring is going to come again and we're going to get to do this and it's going to be warm and it's not going to be gray anymore. And, you know, it's just an exciting, it's exciting when that starts to happen. But I always, I always think of her and, and the march she left on the community with that. Absolutely. I love it. That's a great story. So here's another question for me though. All right. And, and, and Vicki, I'm going to, I'm going to keep you on the spot a little bit if I can here. So, okay, we're heading into spring. Uh, I'm getting ready to plant in my garden. Uh, but I, I will tell you that I, I do not actually have a green thumb. Uh, I, I'm, I'm one of those people that, that has a really hard time uh, getting things to, to grow and keeping them growing and things like that. Uh, and, and so I'm, I'm wondering, you know, what advice can you give me for spring planting things that are going to be pretty and not dead, you know, the week after I put them in the ground? <laughs> well, I think a little bit of that has to do with interest and passion. I think you have to, I think you have to want it to happen and give it some attention. Um, if you Come just on, Vicki, give him the easy button. He needs the easy stick button. Stick it in the ground and walk away. <laughs> it's going to perform like pretty much anything else you would give that level of attention. That's just unfortunately the way the world works. But there are a lot of things. The, um, I know that with azaleas, there's a, a fairly new variety that's been on the market for several years that's called the Encore Azalea. And it it has a tighter, more compact habit um, than the old-fashioned ones. They don't get as large as the old-fashioned, but they are hardier and they're easier to grow and they're, you know, less likely to have disease and they are called Encore because they give you an Encore performance in bloom again in the fall. And I've planted, I don't know, nine or 10 of those in the last few years and I've been really pleased with their performance and they bloom right alongside the dogwoods and they're really pretty. So that would be an easy place for you to start. It's really important to take a look at your soil, Kevin. Like if you... If you're going to say you're going to plant five encore azaleas in front of your house and you dig the first hole and it's red clay, that's not going to work, you know. So amend the soil, put some amendments in it, put some compost in it, get a bag of 
um, Nature's Helper is a great it's a great product that you, that's already mixed with the nutrients. You mix it with the soil that's already there, backfill the whole of whatever you're planting, um, and and it's going to get a much better start. So you know, just starting with the soil is is pretty important. Okay, I mean, that's that is very helpful. You know, it's and and there's a lot to be learned there. I'm sure we're going to talk some more about uh, dogwood arts and and the events and those sorts of things when we come back after this short break. Thanks for listening to More Living with Jim Brogan on WOKI 98.7. Welcome back to News Talk 98.7's Brogan Financial Studios, where Jim Brogan is coming to you live with important news and advice to help you achieve your dream retirement. Get ready to learn and live. Here's your host, Jim Brogan. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to More Living with Jim Brogan right here on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. I am Kevin Craigenbrink, and I am filling in for Jim today. Uh, we're visiting this morning with Sherry Jenkins and Vicki Baumgartner uh, from the Dogwood Arts Organization. Uh, we're talking about springtime and all of the great things going on there. But before we get back to our guests, it's time for Dollars and Cents with Jim Brogan. Want to be sure you are getting the most out of your retirement? For all the years of your retirement? That's the primary goal of More Living with Jim Brogan and our Dollars and Cents segment, where we provide you with an important financial tip that will help positively impact the quality of your life in retirement. And now, here's Jim with this week's Dollars and Cents tip. You know, aging is an important thing. As we age, we pick up years and years of wisdom. Now, we do incur, we do, and, you know, we see more health issues and things like that. But the bottom line is, aging can also present tremendous opportunities in your financial plan. And some of those opportunities revolve around important birthdays. It's important to understand how specific birthdays can impact your financial planning. You know, for example, 50 is the first really big one as you age because that's the point at which you can start putting more money into your retirement accounts than before. And retirement accounts, whether it's traditional or Roth, typically can be the most powerful way to compound your wealth to become financially independent. So being able to put more money in, whether it's tax deductible or a Roth, which is tax-free later, can be very powerful. You know, 55 is an important age because there are implications if you leave your company in the year you turn 55 or later, there are implications in terms of access to your 401k, 403b, or, or any other retirement account at work. You know, 59 and a half is not only the age at which you have access to your retirement accounts with no tax penalty. You may be presented with a lot more flexibility of how you can control those investments. Now, we know 62 becomes an important age for Social Security. Then there's 66, 67, depending 
depending on your full retirement age, age 70. Of course, 72 is a time where you have to start taking minimum distributions from your retirement accounts. And there are some tremendous tax planning opportunities in that sweet spot between retirement age and age 72. So, you know, I've just kind of hit some of these birthdays today, but it is important as you look at your financial plan, how might birthdays along the way give you an opportunity to be more successful. Now, I have published a complimentary guide on important birthdays over age 50. You can get this guide at my website. Go to broganfinancial.com if you click on resources and then important birthdays. You can download this complimentary guide. That's our Dollars and Cents segment for this week. You can find this week's Dollars and Cents segment and others by visiting BroganFinancial.com. Thank you, Jim, for that Dollars and Cents tip. Um, To follow Jim or learn more about his upcoming classes, uh, his adult education at the University of Tennessee and Mississippi State, you can go to broganfinancial.com and click on the link for classes. Uh, there's always some great things going on there, and I love what Jim is doing with those things uh, all the time. Uh, so back to talking about dogwoods and uh, springtime and, uh, and our guests, Sherry and Vicki. And uh, where I want to start with this segment is I want to talk about the Dogwood Arts Festival, which comes up at the end of April, and, and so, you know, maybe there's even people out there that, I'm, I've heard of the Dogwood Arts Festival, but I may not really know what it is and what happens there, and is it going to be virtual this year or in person? Are there events? Talk to me about all things Dogwood Arts Festival, if you would. Sure, I'll jump in on that. So, we always say at Dogwood that, you know, dog, Dogwood Arts didn't create the trails. The trails created Dogwood Arts. And what came from that is the reality that when people came to see those trails, they came in droves in, back in 1955 and in, in, in a few years after that. And so in 1961, some of the beautiful people who were working on that program at the time decided we need to do something else when these people come to Knoxville to give them something else to enjoy. So that's when the Dogwood Arts Festival was born in 1961. So we've done that festival in Market Square uh, in downtown Knoxville for all of those years. Um, last year, unfortunately, we didn't get to do that event. We we did a virtual version that was really successful. It brought visitors from all 50 states and um, a ton of um, art buyers for our artists. Um, but we all missed that opportunity to come together as a community to celebrate our artists. So. This year, we are going to undertake doing an in-person art festival. We're going to do it. It's going to be a little different. Um, it won't, will not be on Market Square this year. It will be on the newly remodeled World's Fair Park. And I don't know if anybody's, if you haven't been over there yet, you got to get over to see the performance lawn. And April 23rd through the 25th for the art festival would be a great time to come do that. So um, April 23rd through 25th, we will be on World Fair Park on the performance lawn. We'll have um, 75 artists on that location. We'll have some live music as part of the experience. Um, but really, this year's festival is really going to be about coming out, supporting our local and regional artists, and um, and then going out and enjoying the rest of downtown while you're already out in the city. Um, 
So we're excited about the event. Um, one big change, it's still a free event, as it always has been, um, but we are asking everyone to sign up through an Eventbrite portal for a time slot. Um, we're, we're encouraging people to sign up for a two-hour time slot to come visit the festival um, on one of those three days. Um, you can always return, so if you come on Friday and decide you want to buy a piece on Sunday, you can certainly sign up for another time slot. Um, but that will help us just manage the number of people um, on the on the World's Fair Park at any given time. Um, and we are going to take um, all the COVID precautions that are currently required by the city and by the CDC. Um, so we'll wear a mask and we'll be outside. There'll be plenty of room for you to navigate those artist tents um, and come out and enjoy that. Well, I can't wait. I, I, I'm already planning to be there uh, to get out and show, uh, see what see what the artists have done, and uh, I think it's going to be an exciting program. I really, really look forward to it. Um, th- th- there's another program uh, th- th- that is part of what you guys do called Art in Public Places, uh, and uh, I think if I'm correct, it's it's designed to provide access to visual arts for people of all ages, and in and. and Talk to me a little bit about that program, and is there a featured artist this year? So Art in Public Places, it really has two parts now. Um, we we have sculptures as the primary part of that program. Those, the, the large outdoor sculptures, it's a rotating exhibit. Um, so if you've been out in Crooch Park, for instance, in Market Square, that's the biggest concentration of those sculptures. Um, but we also have those located throughout the city. Uh, out in West Knox, we have some in Oak Ridge, um, and uh, it's a rotating exhibit. So every year, you'll see new sculptures coming through, um, and those those sculptures are created by artists from all over the country. So it's a really exciting program for us and for Knoxville because it really raises the visibility of the art and culture scene um, in our city. It raises that up to the rest of the nation. Um, we get calls from all different, all over the country, asking about that program. And, of course, the artists are taking back the knowledge um, that Dogwood Arts in Knoxville um, is a great place to, to, you know, see art and experience art. And so we're really proud of that program. Um, we also added really a mural um, section of that program recently in the last couple of years, and that one has taken off like wildfire. If you um, have been through uh, over on Market Square, and then there's there's an alley that runs parallel to Market Square called Strong Alley, um, that alley has been a place where artists just organically um, created artworks, murals in that alley for years and years and years. Um, and Dogwood Arts has become involved in that recently just to keep that kind of momentum going and new art working in, uh, in that space, new artists encouraged to take on the mural um, medium as, as uh, a as a, show, a showcase for their talents. And so the mural program, you, you may have also seen large-scale murals in other parts of the city. Um, we are um, currently working on at least three different opportunities um, in different parts of the city and um, encouraging people if, if you um, have a building and you want a mural or you are a muralist and want to create murals to contact Dogwood Arts, um, always go to dogwoodarts.com and you can find uh emails to follow up with people who are managing that program. That's, that's very cool. And, uh, you know, I've, I've had the opportunity to walk by some of those murals 
uh, just off of Market Square there. And there is some truly beautiful work. And, uh, you know, if you're out there listening to us today and you haven't had a chance to do that, let me encourage you. Uh, that's worth doing. I, I really think there's some beautiful work being done there. And uh, I'm excited to hear that Dogwood Arts is participating in that project as well. That's very cool stuff. So we're going to get ready to take one more break, and when we come back, I want to ask a couple more questions about gardening and springtime and uh, get the, you know, pick the, the brains of our expert guests this morning. Uh, and so I'm, I'm glad to be talking to you uh, this morning in, uh, in replacement for Jim Brogan, who's out for the day. You're listening to More Living on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Welcome back to News Talk 98.7's Brogan Financial Studios, where Jim Brogan is coming to you live with important news and advice to help you achieve your dream retirement. Get ready to learn and live. Here's your host, Jim Brogan. You have been listening to More Living right here on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. I'm Kevin Craigenbrink, your host for today, filling in for Jim Brogan. Uh, and I am still talking with Sherry Jenkins and Vicki Baumgartner, and I've been learning a lot about gardens and about the Dogwood Arts uh, programs, uh, the, 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 the support of arts programs around our region, and it's been a great conversation. A couple questions I've got to get in before we wrap up this morning, ladies. So let me just do this one. We were talking about building a spring garden, and we didn't really get to spend a lot of time on vegetable gardens. Uh, and I know a lot of people around are, are looking to get fresh vegetables going and all of that sort of thing. But one question just about that that I really wanted to get to is uh, I was reading that if you there's certain plants you can plant with your vegetables that will help make your vegetable garden better and maybe even help keep insects away and things like that. Uh, Vicki, give, give me the scoop on that. Yeah, there's a world of information. Um, if, if you're searching online for called companion planting and it, it it just pairs you know what works well with beans and what's best to plant with cucumbers and don't plant this vegetable alongside this vegetable and rotating the plants year to year so that's that's a, a lot of information that you can easily access and get it all in one place with online searches but i think what you're probably referring to is that for example, mixing marigolds in your vegetable garden. It's a smell that the insects don't like, and so it will deter them from um, from bothering your vegetables. Nasturtium, which is also another uh, flowering annual that you can plant alongside your garden and, um, and deter insects. You can also mix herbs in with your vegetables. So then when you're going to, to harvest your vegetables, you've got your fresh herbs right there, and a lot of the herbs have really strong... Um, aromas and those are a turn off to some of those critters and insects that want to come into the garden. I think the easiest way to start, Kevin, is if well the easiest way is if you have beds around your property and you just want to mix in some vegetable plants to start. Uh, that's that's sort of been a, a thing people have been doing for the last few years where you mix your edibles in with your ornamental plants. So that's a really easy way to start because you don't have to break any ground. But if you can do just a small raised bed and then put the soil mix in that gives you a good soil base, that's really a a good way to start where you get good production. And if you get some good production, then you're more likely to get 
as I say, bitten by the garden bug, and you're going to be more enthusiastic about it because you're having a good result. Nice. That's great. Thank you. You know, and that it prompts me to ask this question as well. So I know that you you guys have some great tools and resources to help people learn more about gardening. Can you direct us to some of those tools and resources? Yeah, our community has uh, some great places that you can reach out to, to get some information. I think uh, among them, UT Gardens, which is now the state arboretum, has a lot of gardening classes and um, and beautiful display gardens where you can visit and learn firsthand. They have kitchen garden there as well as all of the ornamentals, and they actually test the annuals for the region and doing test growing so you can see um, what's new and then they're reporting on it to see how they do in our area so they're just they're a tremendous resource I think you could also you know if you really if you really want to get excited and get started volunteer volunteer at UT Gardens volunteer at Beardsley Farms uh, which is a community garden and then you're working alongside like-minded people and can um can learn from their knowledge and and also give back to the community at the same time. There's a particular Facebook group that I follow, which is called Knox Area Gardening Tips. I believe it's a closed group, but you just request um, to be included, and, and I think that, that that's a very easy thing to do. But I, I see people asking all kinds of questions, and then all the gardeners chime in and help to answer, like, what do I need to do in this site? I have a shady slope, or what, plant, what do I plan on this? shady slope that's covered with vines how do i get rid of my vines and, you know then everybody who's in the gardening will chime in and say oh i do this and i do this and, um i really like that side i think it answers our local questions in a in a good engaging way very cool thank you for sharing that that's good that's good stuff right there um so we've got a few minutes left but and i want to make sure we get to do this um you know i, I just sort of want you if you can sherry or vicky or both of you Jump in and tell me about the things that we haven't talked about yet that you think are important. Tell us about other events and those sorts of things. What are some things we need to know about uh, about the beauty and the and the gardens and the and the blooms in our in our area? Vicky, why don't you tell us about the the rest of the trails programs real quick as a top line, and then I'll I'll speak about the rest of the programs. Perfect. Um, I, want, I don't want to miss the opportunity to invite you to our featured gardens. That's something that we are going to be able to do in person this year. We're able to do that because we are enforcing uh, COVID safety measures. The hosts have asked that we be masked even though we're outside. That will be on uh, April 17th and 18th. It's a Saturday and Sunday event. We have two extraordinary private gardens that will be open. And I encourage you not to miss that. Those are those are exceptional. We'll also have, um, we have a bikes and blooms ride. We have hikes and blooms where you can go on some guided hikes. And then, of course, the list of uh, walking trails that we discussed earlier. All of that will be on our website, and that's the easiest place for you to get that information with dates and times. And then, of but course, we'll be cutting the ribbon at, oh, yeah. at our we'll be... featured trail this year at Holston Garden, Holston Hills. Yeah, I, I just wanted to say quickly, we, we realized last year, Kevin, that uh, people sort of found the trails in a new way. They, we, If you'll recall, in April, we were just coming off of, you know, stay in your house to stay safe unless you need to take a drive for your mental health. And we heard from so many people who reached out and said, wow, I lived here forever and I've 
I know the trails are there, but I haven't, you know, I haven't experienced them like I did this year. So, you know, we live in a beautiful place. There are a lot of people that do a lot of work to, to share the beauty. So I encourage people to just get out and enjoy. Yeah, that's, that is great stuff. And, and well, we've, we've learned a lot. I, there's so much to, to do and to see and to be a part of. Uh, in, in the in in the beautiful springtime, uh, you know, blossoms coming up and all of those sorts of things. You've given us so much information. I, I definitely want to encourage everybody go and visit the website. Say the website real quick. It's dogwoodarts.com. Dogwoodarts.com. Go visit the website. Learn about all of the things that are going on. Get involved in the Dogwood Arts programs. Go out and see the blooms and, and enjoy the trails and do all of those sorts of things. Be a part of what's happening around us here in Knoxville and enjoy all of that. A big thank you to our guests, Sherry Jenkins and Vicki Baumgartner. Thanks so much for taking the time uh, to be here with us and help us understand all of the opportunities that we've got going on around us. And, and I just look forward to getting out and seeing people out there uh, as, we, as we go through the spring. Uh, right now, it's almost time for us to say goodbye. I hope that everyone listening will tune in next week uh, at 9 a.m. for another segment of More Living with Jim Brogan right here on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. The views expressed by Jim Brogan and his guests are not that of Cumulus Media. Any discussion of financial, legal, and tax planning strategies is not intended to be individualized advice and is general in nature. Always consult with your advisor for advice specific to your needs. This program's content does not represent a recommendation of any particular security, strategy, or investment by Jim Brogan or Brogan Financial Incorporated.